My Bologna has a first name. It's why am I writing this? Moo and good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Pink Tron. I am Brent Robinson, and with me for this show is Sean Fogenberg. Sean, what are you drinking? Uh, I've got a heavy pour of a Negroni. Very good. Love it. And with me also is Craig Martin. Craig, what are you drinking? Uh, so I'm two fisting. I got uh, a Moosehead Grapefruit Rattler to start, and then uh, Hops and Rubbers, um, dry hopped IPA. So. Mm. I'm two fisting. I have I do have water because I did finish a bike ride right before this, but I also do have non-boring gin and tonic made with Burwood Distillery here in Calgary, cool cucumber gin, and it is very good. It's maybe a bit salty would be the only thing, but I quite like it. It's very refreshing and gin tonic. So nice. Quite like it. It's very good. All right. And you know what also is salty? Baloney. What's this week going on? <laughs> we don't have HSRL this week. We have week one of the Herd Autumn Racing Experience. Craig, you put this series together. What do we got for week one? So week one, we have Bologna TT. Eight kilometers against the clock. Six flat, two up. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. The all-time classic TT route. Uh, I guess we should say for everyone who is a new rider. So we'll, we'll talk more about the full hair series at the end. That's going to be our round the horn segment. We're going to do the whole series and go through it all. But if you are new to Zwift, Bologna is a, so we're doing a TT. So there's no drafting. You'll come out of the TT module. You'll, you'll start 15 seconds apart from someone else on the course. And there's uh you're just you against the clock to the, well, the top of the hill, as if you've never done Bologna before. Yeah, it is six kilometers to rolling to flat. It isn't quite flat. We always call it the flat part, but it's a bit rolly, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's you, it's kind of it's a bowl. pretty flat. Yeah, and then uh, and then you have two kilometers of what is the climb? It's like eight percent or something. A steeper than that. Bologna it might TT, average nine, eight. Nine much of it six. is much steeper. Yeah. What's that? Nine point six is uh, the story yeah. of a segment. Yeah. But yes. It, my, my, most of it, I would say, like the nine point six, that includes like three or four hundred meters of four or five percent at the end. Most yes. of it yeah. is thirteen percent. It is two kilometers of up. Mm -hmm. There's about the first eight hundred meters or so is 12 13% then you yeah. get this a flatter section of like 7 for yeah. a bit uh and then there's a segment a segment that's like 16 13 to 16% for another few hundred meters and then it does kind of level off down to between 4 and 7% for most of the rest yeah yeah so if you're new the this the two things i guess let's start with uh let's start with bike joy because i think it's actually the less interesting conversation a little bit it I is think the, yeah. i think the consensus now is tt take a tt bike yeah it's tt like bike um the only argument is dt swiss wheels or the nv 78s um and i don't think there's a lot to pick between them 
yeah, if you if you feel strongly about you want to save some grams, go ahead and put the NV NV seven eights on, but it's gonna save you half a second. The slightly more interesting conversation is the uh, pacing strategy. So, um, so basically, you want to go. Well, you probably want to average about your twenty minute power, give or take, but you want to be well under that on the flats and well over it on the climbs on yep. the climb because they are about half so just for like some information i looked up my last strava from my last time i did this in september september 13th so like less than a month ago right uh september 18th pardon me that was a stampede i averaged 319 total over bologna tt and so that's my uh for 1754 it says in Strava. So if it says it was 1753, which is my second fastest TT time I've ever done it. But I did 295 on the flat and 343 on the climb. Which is, you know, my for a 319 average, 319 is awfully close to my 20 minutes. And 295 is probably about 90% of my uh threshold, and 343 is but 110% thresholds. Yeah. Yeah. I so think my, my fastest is a split of about 263.20. Um, so similar. And it was also about even split on in, in time for those two. Yeah. And so my best was average 310 split of 274, 349. So even bigger, even a bigger gap. Like I probably could have gone a little easier on the flat. And if I would have squeezed out five more Watts on the. Yeah. And I would have saved a second or two. I linked it two weeks ago, I think. Um, yeah. When we talked about this a little bit, the um, I, I did a series of four Bolognas because James had one in almost every series for a while. Um. September, January, April, and June, I averaged exactly 4.0 watts per kilogram in all four. And the times range from 1729 to 1801 with different pacing on each one. I assume that the 1801 was even pacing. Um, it or was the closer closest. to even. It was, it was pretty close to even. That one was 293, 310, but that one, I think I blew up a little bit more. Like, and that's I, I actually, think... I think, one of the reasons that you go a little easier on the flats uh, is because the only times that I blow up are when I'm actually like, I can probably hold something close to threshold uh, on the flats. And then I do the power that I think I can do on the climb and halfway up the climb, it's like, no, I can't. Yeah. Yeah, I think I did that on a um oh was it Ruma Pool or the the uh the it was a stampede in France. The the one that's only got one climb, not the two, not it going up at twice. But uh anyway, yeah, I made the mistake of basically going at threshold and then planning on going harder up the climb and that didn't work out yeah i i'm looking at this is one of my better times and uh it is really hard to 
actually nail the pacing because even on this, uh, it was easy for the flat or, you know, easier sweet spot ish for the flats and then trying to go hard on the climb. Uh, but I went hardest on the climb where it was not the steepest. So I, I, <laughs> my last minute was an empty the tank minute and I was able to do 380 on the part where it's only, what is that? Like an average of 6%. So, um, but that is, that is all with an eye toward not blowing up and just like giving whatever you have at the end. Um, I think that there's, you know, 10, 15 seconds of time and actually nailing the pacing a little better. Um, yeah. And for me, that, that best one, I ramped up hard and my highest power was at the, um, was that first steep ramp. And then it, I dropped off a little bit where it levels off a little bit and then went back up for this. And then I kind of trailed off a little bit, but was still above threshold, basically right to the finish, but I could barely hold above threshold to the finish. So that one, I think I paced almost as perfectly as I could have for, yeah. for me at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So in general, I think that that is the the way to go is going some somewhere around 90 ish percent of your threshold on the flat. And then as much as you can't like 110 to make it up uh, 120, if you can do it for 10, like nine, 10 minutes, like, yeah. uh, but it really is somewhere in that in that range where you're if you do it right you are feeling like you're going to blow up every time it's just just gives you a little bit of respite yeah i, th I think the trick is to target about your 10 minute power i think you would target your 10 minute power for the climb it, you, yeah maybe if you're a d you need to target so closer to like your 12 minute power yeah, but I yeah. think for, especially for Bs and Cs, um, that ten minute power is kind of like the number because you'll be under ten minutes. So, yeah, you should you should if you you know you're yeah, you're going into it a little bit fatigued, yeah, but not that much because you've been under threshold. That's but idea. yeah. No, yeah, uh, yeah that, I mean that's that's the pacing strategy. I mean honestly, I want to get back to roughly that fitness and try an even bigger split but yeah that's yeah that's the thing with with this climb like it is steep enough that if you actually still have there's it, it's such a fine balance of how much you have in the tank to put in your best mm -hmm. nine to eight to twelve minutes you know seven six if you're really fast yeah um but being able to put in that like capacitive full on effort while getting there fresh, fresh enough to do that, but also quick enough that you're not losing a lot of time on the flat. Yeah. Um, but the, that's the thing, like it's a 50, 50 split and the differences 
or a given amount of power on the flat are not going to be as big. No. Actually, I look back at mine, and I think I did this deliberately. I remember now. I think at the five-kilometer mark, I actually eased off a little bit in order planning to thrash the first 500 meters of the climb. Well, I mean, I think the thing is, too, is it actually like the last... Like we call it the first 6K, but it's actually like the first 5.5 because around the 5.5K mark, it does start to climb up before yep. you hit the real steep part. So you're really actually about the 5K mark if you're going to do that layoff. And then by yep. when you see it start to hit that 4%, you got to start not not go your full climb pace, but you got to get probably up to the threshold at that point. Yeah. Yeah. There is a so just looking at it, the final mile 1.6K before the climb proper starts is at 2% on average yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yep but i eased off on that um now this is this is for me i i'm good at you know recovering at just under threshold to be able to go over threshold to recover and going back and forth yeah, Not, yeah. I, punch and recover yeah that that is what i'm good at so i did that i kind of punched at four and a half for a little bit then recovered and then went punched. Uh, I, I went just above threshold for about right. 500 meters, right? Good. So, so we'll get more into herd autumn racing, but that is week one on Bologna. 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 Bologna, Bologna. My Bologna has a first name. It's why am I writing this? <laughs> <laughs> And if you just want to like get the full experience, you can like stop at the top, drink a beer, do it five more times. And that's just like for fun. <laughs> well, that's how all the cool kids write it. That's how all the cool kids write it. Uh... Uh, all right. Heard beginner racing this week is RGV. It is RGV. The Route de Grand Vitesse in France. This is flat, flat, flat France. The only lump is the aqueduct. Yep. This one is the one that ends on intestines, yeah? It's flat it is. first, intestines yep. at the end. Yep. So um, sit in 24 point some odd kilometers. So yeah, herd beginner racing is de-racing only into subcategories. It's a scratch race. So the it's just who's first across the line at the end. This so you're basically just stay in your group. You can try a breakaway, but it's pretty much impossible. Yeah, and the first the first fully half of it, twelve k, is pretty much pan flat. Yeah, yeah. But around five k, a rider from ATP will attempt to break away. <laughs> or Julian Fuzzle, <laughs> he always <laughs> likes to go off the front at one point too. Yeah. Yes. So I, yeah. I, I, I assume it's an inside joke with them or something. Every time in a, I'm in a race with more than one ETP guy or more than two, two of them or more will go, will go attack right there. Like what, what are you doing? It I never, I've they never seen us. it work once. <laughs> I just assume they listen. They're doing just a mess with us now. Yeah. Yeah. 
good. I don't I don't know there's much else to say about RGV and HBR. Don't get don't get too worked up if there's other groups going in front of you if you're like really new or really low in the category. You're you're only racing against the people who are the boat as fast as you. So stick with people going about your speed and outsprint them. Pretty much. Moving on to Climber's Gambit. It is Yorkshire Yorkshire KOM forward. Oh man, this is the all Yorkshire week. <laughs> Yorkshire forward. So I mean, I love Yorkshire, but yeah, Yorkshire forward is a climber's gambit. Isn't I mean, it's a pretty straightforward short climb. It is. Yeah, so this is 2019 UCI Worlds. The climb starts 1.2 in, so be warm. Sorry, Wait. is that not right? Uh, sorry, that's not right. <laughs> Should be about 7.5k or so in. The climb yeah. is 1.2 kilometers. Uh, yeah, so you got you got time to warm up, actually. And it's uh, Yorkshire KOM forward. That's... It's the one that you come off of the steep descent. Yeah. And it and it kind of goes steep, and then there's a little flat, and then the and it turns to the right, and then it's steep again. And yeah. the I mean, even the steep is six seven percent. Yeah. So there's like a six hundred meters of six percent, about one or two hundred meters in the like probably two to three percent average, uh, and then three or four hundred meters at six percent again. And then it finishes flat again for the final hundred meters or so. Um, Not that it feels flat by that point. No, at that point you're just so often. I have I have kicked somewhere in the in that final uh, ramp, and by the time I hit the flat, I'm just kind of holding on. Jeez, somebody in the herd has gone sub two. Three people. Ooh, four people. That is crazy fast. My mine's a 225. That's really fast. Well, it's in a race, of course. HSRL, right? Right. So. HS or or ZRL. This is one of those ones that I know I've done a very like for me, very fast time in ZRL. Yeah. Uh, uh they all the times on here look like group races. Yeah. I would guess that uh fast C's are gonna be somewhere in the three minute range. Um fast B's in the two and a half minute range. D's somewhere around like fast D's somewhere around three. Um three and a half. I don't know. I so me as a mediocre C. I was doing around three twenty. Okay. Um, me as a good B was doing two fifteen ish. And those are in races, I assume. Those are in races, yeah. Have we have we done this in HSRL or sorry in uh, Climbers Gambit? I'm sure we must have. 
I'm not sure we have. Let's see. Open up a few of my results here and see if any of them are. I guess we should just take a quick moment while Sean's doing to say that the Climber's Gambit is our hill climbing series in which the only thing that counts as part of the race is the time on the KOM segment. So you can ride as easy as you want up to the KOM and you ride as hard as you can from the top of the KOM to the bottom to the top of the KOM. However fast that is, that's your time for the race. But then make sure you go through and finish the route through the Blue Banner at uh 10k uh i'm i'm just looking at uh my fastest time is in a strava uh workout the name of the of the ride is internet dropout and expletives <laughs> um uh, in a zrl race oh so i think we did that ah, climbers gambit there's one yeah so third of uh third of june uh also november 19th last year okay um so this will give a better sense of uh times for power yeah um waiting for this to open up open up too many things at once Yeah, I'm uh I'm just scrolling through some of the times. I don't see too many people who their best times in a climber's game, but those so Yeah, I, I would doubt it. It's almost it's, there's some TTTs, interestingly enough, that show up in here. So but yeah, I think I think three minutes for a D is probably That's fast. Legit. Yeah, yeah. It's a fast D for sure. Don't so here we go. Uh, so three minutes was my time in November at 4.3 watts a kilo. So that's probably not a yeah. D time. Like, like Sean Varley wrote a 316 and a TTT at 3.7 watts per kilo. I think a D at but three minutes at 3.7. Is that a... In a TTT, you're definitely getting draft. True. That's true. It only averages 5%. There's a couple of uh, flat parts. You're coming in faster because you hit the hit the base with pace. Well, um, I think that might have been the Fishers with uh, Andrea and I as well. So maybe that's more like a four-minute for the Ds? Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, call, call it three and a half. Three and a half to four for a good D probably. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I would say even the fastest C times are going to be probably four and a half Watts a kilo for two forty five or something. Bs are going to be able to do five for five plus for two fifteen. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I did 5.2 for 2.25 to, okay. get, to get, that was in so like two a group and, race. So let's call know, it two and a half. I could probably do five for 2.30 to get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, I've got one from HBR five for 2.34. Yeah. So it, it'll be a little faster than you expect or, or a little slower than you expect based on your fastest times. Yeah. Um, which uh, we I think brings us to bike choice is 
Tron? No. TT? I think it's a TT. Wow. Okay. At five and a half percent average gradient? I averaged, well, so I think it depends on your category. This is at 15 miles an hour average, so 24K an hour average. I think that's right around that, um, the tipping point for where Arrow makes more sense. I think Tron makes some sense. Yeah, I think you're, like, I know it's, uh, it's one of those things where actually, I know this is going to sound a bit countered. Well, okay. I was on, I was on a Tron for this. So I was on a Tron for that, um, for that that ride. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing about the Tron is if you're, if you're, this is one of the things about the weight of the bikes is the lighter you are, the lighter the bike is actually the more difference it makes the overall weight, right? Like if you're a 50 kilo rider and you save 500 grams or whatever it is on the bike, that's, you know, 1% of your total weight. Whereas if you're like a hundred kilos, it's only half a percent of your total weight. So that's when, you know, one of the other vagaries of the thing. But of course the thing is, is the um, slower going up the hill, the more the weight actually matters more than the arrow. So yeah, on both ends of the thing, the, the arrow, the weight advantage of the Tron over a TT bike actually probably makes some sense. I think. I think if you're if I think if you're an A, it's it's Tron or sorry, it's TT all the way. Mm. I think fast B's, it's probably also TT. Because I mean that at that point, if you're if you're doing if you're doing it in say two and a half minutes, your average speed is gonna be about 30 kph. Yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah, well it's yeah, two kilometers, two minutes. It's, you're dropping off from speed. I mean, that's the, the other kind of interesting thing about this is because of the start, in terms of pacing, my strategy has always been like go hard until you slow down. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like you need to like kind of punch a little and pick up a little speed and then like try and carry that speed as far into the climb as you can. And then once you get kind of slowed down to like the speed you're going to be at the climb, you got to kind of settle into your climb pace for those two minutes, a little bit of recovery when it drops a bit and then, you know, try and finish all the way to the end. But um, I I definitely think, you know, you don't want to like just settle right away. I think you got to try and carry that speed as much as you can. I think there's a little bit of time savings there. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like 23rd street, but longer. (laughs) That's that's another reason that I think TT might be a, a good option here is because you're coming in with so much speed coming off of that descent. That's true. Especially if you put in a little dig at the like at the top coming down that hill, really get yourself up to speed. That's true. You could bring an extra like three kph maybe into the oh bottom. minimum. Yeah. Again, I think I think that there's there's probably a cutoff somewhere mid B. Yeah. Well, you know, if you race it and you uh, you let us know what bike you use in your time, and we'll uh, accumulate the data and check it out. It's always you know interesting to see. Sometimes these things are a little bit mental too. <laughs> yeah. And that brings us to mountain goats, and this is the last one of the series. Am I seeing that right? And probably, uh, I think uh, so. 
one of the least least attended, I'm guessing. <laughs> La Reine. Could be worse. Could be worse. Yeah, it's, that's not the whole way up. Could be vent up. <laughs> so this route is Loren. I don't even know. How far is Loren? Like 12k? Uh, the f- Thereabouts. The full course is 23k. Oh, right. Because it goes all the way around first. Yeah, so you do the yeah. intestines and balloon sprint and then petite KOM before... So it's ten it's ten K before you get onto Ventop proper. Right. Uh like petite KOM ends at ten K, but then you've got another another twelve-ish K, thirteen K. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you and do it, these intestine first through the balloon. Yeah. Yeah. And it ends at the chateau, so like two thirds of the way to the top of Ventop ish. Yep. Yeah. Before the really ugly part of just rock and snow and BS. Um, so all the green parts. It's funny. I mean, uh, personally, it, I actually think that the the top part is the more interesting part. Like to look at? Yeah. I mean, the, <laughs> some of the stuff down down in the bottom is just like, you know, oh, it's another, it's another, uh, another K of like the it's same green. thing going on at the yeah. bottom. <laughs> it's i mean let's be honest the whole thing is just a bit like the i think part of the problem is you're just not going fast enough for the scenery to change soon enough for our attention <laughs> to enjoy any of it because <laughs> the whole thing yep. is just like eight nine ten percent like yeah grind 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 uh i had a a bike issue when I rode this in HSRL a couple weeks ago, which saved me from having to do the rest of the climb, I was uh, not that upset about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, if you haven't got your Tron bike yet, you should be doing this kind of thing. Absolutely. <laughs> a, it is a good way to get lots of climbing in. And when you're done, you should take a breath and then you should ride all the way up to the top. Just so you can say you did it once, even though you won't get a badge for it. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll get lots of vertical kilometers, and it's pretty much, I mean, I don't know. It's got to be about the fastest way aside from me. The Alps got to be close, but I don't think riding, like, even the steep, like, I don't think you can ride the steep stuff fast enough. I think this is about, like, if you're doing something like Bologna over and over again, I think this is actually more efficient for climbing kilometers. I I don't know. Oh, I mean, it definitely is. the The average on this is probably the same as the average the average on Bologna, and you just keep going. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, in terms of race strategy, I would just not even. I mean, stay with the group, I guess. But there's like, there's no strategy. You should be going like endurance pace till you hit the climb and then you should be settling into like sweet spot tempo like yep. threshold yep. if you're fast yeah that's gonna be even tired because it's gonna be 30 plus minutes i think to get to the chateau yeah more yeah i think it's i mean this is basically minutes. an alp right yeah exactly the the total elevation is a bit more than the Alp. So yeah. 11, 1181, I think the Alp is right around a thousand. A little over. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah so so anyway if you're in climbers gambit congratulations um congratulations everybody if you've raced every race in climb mountain, mountain goats, goats mountain uh, goats. sorry mountain goats you are a damn hero <laughs> <laughs> i hope you're trying to catch that tron bike <laughs> yeah no you know what i've got to say uh some people really like climbing on zwift uh and really like climbing races and I, for sure I, this is one of the things we want to keep up because it's a little different so it's a little different it's um, a little different for people who are a little different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good, good job, Matt. All right. Stampede this weekend is Tour of Two It Well. Uh, apologies to everyone who is racing ZRL this week. When I set these routes up, I did not realize that was the ZRL route this week. So if you're doing Stampede and ZRL, you got an extra lap, but Tour of Two It Well. And um, you can consider uh, ZRL your uh, recon. Exactly. It, it, the good news is it's one lap, <laughs> and yeah. because it's not uh, race, you don't really have to like, uh, like hunch stuff. You can just kind of find your pace. I mean, you should be going harder on the climbs and easier on the other stuff, but um, it's you don't have to be selling out to hold like the group at the top of the KOM and pop bank wall and all the rest. So it's 11K-ish. Uh, time should be somewhere in the 15 to 20 minute range. I think that sounds about right. Um, yeah. Which means I think kind of like Bologna, when you're going uphill, kind of have a an uphill pace that you're trying to target that's in that 115, 120 range uh and then everywhere else you're just trying to you know on the flatter parts trying to hold somewhere around threshold downhill going a bit less um and you'll probably do a pretty pretty good pacing that way you will want to sell out pretty hard on pot bank it is yeah. a pretty substantial it's, feature it's very steep yes yeah, the faster you can clear that and get into the false flatty stuff, the better. So the right. So that's the only reason that I would would not say go all out on pot bank is because you then have false flat uphill and flat afterward. So you want to still be able to do something like threshold afterward. Well, um, and you're only halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. Although you've only got one more climb. real climb to get up yeah. before it's mostly downhill. So, yeah, you're right. You can't go like full sprint, but you probably want to go. It's definitely well, like go Bologna hard. Pace, you know, maybe a little harder than Bologna pace. Yeah. That, that 20% one. I mean, I think it's stand up and, and, smash it a bit right because that's the other part of it if you've got trainer difficulty on which you know what the hell else are you doing this for um you know you're gonna probably have to stand up and smash it a bit just to get through it yep so 
What what do you have your trainer difficulty at? Hundred percent? Not a hundred. <laughs> it is at uh probably about sixty, maybe sixty-five. And that's mostly just to save my shifter cables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the pop bank in total ends up being over probably a two to four minute climb. Um and only averages eight percent overall, but the the majority of that really is that like first minute or so of it where you're going up at I mean, I think you turn a corner and it's at twenty percent. Like yeah. right at the base. Yeah. Uh, it says on on the root thing, it hits 25. Yeah. Um, and that's for... one of those areas where you are, you're again, you're hitting it with speed because you're coming downhill. So you do kind of want to punch a bit to keep, just to keep the speed up as much as you can. Uh, it does, it does drop quickly. You go from, so got a race here where I'm going, 50k down to 10k within 30 then 20 seconds so it, it really you you do hit a wall yeah it, it's not called that for no reason so anyway i, I think I, I like i like these kind of tt courses because they're a little different than just finding your pace and we got some flat ones coming up so uh which which bike are you recommending for this one? Oh, it's still TT. Uh, maybe you might take a lighter TT, but it's still a TT. I mean, yeah. it's net it's net flat, right? Yeah. So yeah, um, you're gonna be hitting fifties probably on all the descents, probably high fifties on a bunch of them. Oh yeah, there's I mean, or more. You might hit eighty. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you think you're hit eighty? They don't get that steep, do they? So seven um, percent on. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, you might yeah. hit eighty. My my fastest in this this was in a race, so it's in a group, but um, hit forty eight point four miles an hour at the base of okay. uh, coming down the um, KOM reverse. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's eighty kph. So. Yeah, you'll, I mean, you'll, yeah, I think it's TT. I mean, I think you're right. Yeah. As, as much as like you got to get up pop bank, it's, it is only two minutes out of a 16 minute race. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not enough time for it to be worthwhile for anything. Exactly. Compared to the amount of time that you're going flat or slightly down or slightly up. Yeah. The other, the other climbs are not steep enough, I don't think, to really make, make you, change that decision yeah i mean we just kind of talked about kom and we would take you know you're gonna be a little slower but you know it's borderline and all the other ones are kind of the same steepness and a little shorter so yeah i think it's it's tt yep tt bike all right and then that brings us to bullseye for the week i think it's champs elysees so it's gonna that's really mean because of course it's both it's gonna be the lap oh. banner and the sprint for points. So, which are quickly one right after one another. Like, they like, really are. 
um and the maybe and it's not just that they're 600 meters apart it's that the first one is at the base of a of an uphill yeah i I won't call it a climb but uh the base of the hill and the uh sprint is at the top Uh, i think cy bradley would call it draggy yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's a draggy climb um yeah so that's very very mean there's a definitely i i guess some strategy there depending on numbers and stuff about how hard you sell out for that lap banner sprint in terms of getting to the top first yeah this is one that almost hurts the bullseye format the new format almost hurts the the race format I, on this tra- on this course, I think just the lap banner is better, um, because it's a great finish, and it you know it, it it's a great classic finish, um, where you've got you know you go underneath and then you, and then you've got the couple turns, and to the finish. Um, what I loved about Champs-Élysées bullseye with the old format was getting a bunch of practices on that finish one every lap and you kind of, like you say you can't sell out for it because people are going to smash the climb I actually think this one would be most interesting as points at the sprint banner finish at the lap banner with like that you know one yeah. third of points of the race at the at the sprint banner because I think yep. that winning that sprint banner first across the line is a real tactical challenge, right? Like how early you can go, how late you can wait, yep. um, how late you can sit on someone's wheel in that climb, whether you can break people on that climb is really, really interesting. Yep. The other, the other way around is interesting too, but this one even on the climb is really interesting. So, yeah. And I think so, yeah. the, uh, the actual, finish in the Tour de France has been moved closer to the sprint banner. Uh, it is no longer where the lap banner is. It No, no yeah, it's oh. it's right it's at the moved. base of the climb now. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's only 300 meters up, I think, but yeah. yeah. But then it's like a full uphill sprint instead of a flat sprint. It, I think it is right before the hill. Yeah, so there's actually, there was actually a so the other direction, it was actually uphill into the banner uh, in Zwift, right? When you're on uh, the, the Lutes, Lutes Express. So they've moved it basically right down, further away from the, a longer straight sprint away from the corner is what they're looking for, right? Right. So it, it basically, it used to be you're sprinting right out of the corner. Yeah. Well, you're sprinting into the corner, which was why they moved it. Yeah. Oh, too many crashes. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I've never crashed on Zwift, so. No. <laughs> uh, that that you are. There have definitely been some people that I know who have crashed on Zwift. Yes. Uh, I have fallen off my bike on there. But not <laughs> crashed. All right. Well, yeah. I count that as a crash. That's a crash. Yeah. I've bro- a de unclip like stepped yeah. off, fell over. It's like oh, <laughs> dying now. Yep, I've done that. Oh, I remember, who was it whose bike fell off the trainer? They oh, uh, 
I don't remember that one. Uh, anyway, I can't remember this. It was in it was three years ago. I I don't remember who it was now. Jeez. But on a on a wheel on like a a wheel on or on a direct drive. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure. I let's think just it was let's just drive. say that it was yeah. Matt. <laughs> and that his no no Matt 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 called his mom to fix. Yeah yeah oh yeah that was a good one too when the <laughs> skewer came undone. But I just know um. Like I have heard of that happening on on wheel on ones, right? They, yeah. they don't get the clamp on the yeah skewer quite tight enough, and then it comes off and like it falls on the ground. And they just go forward like it's. Yeah, I've seen some videos of it. Even it's quite comic, but yeah, uh, bike choice. I do you go down to a Tron for that climb? I think it's awful close. Where pretty fast with the points at the top, I might go Tron. Um, but the Tron is the least arrow thing you should be. You use the most arrow thing yes. you've got, except maybe the Tron over the over the Venge with disc types thing. Yeah, yeah. I I think there's a reasonable argument to be made either way, and I'd probably lean toward full arrow. But yep. I just want to take a look and see. Uh, for some of the times that I've done this, like how fast are we actually going when we hit that sprint? Very. You're, st you're still going fast, but Tron is still very arrow. Like it is. You don't give up very much to the no disc setups, and you do gain like over like Avenge with disc. You gain like ten watts up that hill. Yeah. No. That's like, not ten watts. You don't think you gain ten watts worth of weight? For having the Tron over the arrow guy? No, I don't. Then I don't. If, if it's less than ten, I I think you just go arrow. Well, yeah, for sure, because I mean, you're talking about you're sprinting at like eight hundred, nine hundred watts. Like ten watts is barely yeah. material. Man, I really need to go easy on the turkey this weekend. Yeah. So, <laughs> just looking at uh, some of the speeds. I, I'm thinking that this is full arrow. Yeah. Um, it, you the the hill averages two percent. Um, and granted, this isn't a ZRL race, so the pack is bigger. The the punches at the at the banner are faster, but also hitting the sprint at forty kph. Yeah. Well, I like my rainbow disc anyway, so fine. Yeah. And I mean, the average of the full climb is, I don't know, 22.4 miles an hour. That's what, 38, 38? Yeah, something like that. 36 kph. So uh, I think it's definitely worth, you know, you're, you're going fast up this. It is possible that, so... It is possible that in bullseye you're not going that fast, but if you're not going that fast, uh, you're also it's not all out up the climb anyway. Yeah, fair enough. I think that it's it's more of a if you're on an aero bike, just try and sit in the wheel rather than try and hurt people until the sprint, and then yeah. Win. 
Uh, and actually, the um, I don't know if you guys, this is a bit of a tangent, but uh, there was a Zwift Insider test of the 4.1.1 pack dynamics today. Okay. Uh, it went up on Zwift Insider that shows that they have fixed the pack dynamics a bit so that the the wasted watts that you get in the back of the pack are a bit reduced. Um, so you actually get, if you're sitting fourth in a group of four on the flats, you are gaining about 40% draft advantage. Ooh. Uh, and given that that's how I ride, that is really exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, even with 4.1, I know they were saying that it was rough. Um, I was still finding, and now I don't, I don't have steering. Um, I, I position in the pack by strategically using more and less power only. Um, but I was when I try to stay in the middle, at the back, it, it's pretty good. When, when you start to shuffle left or right, you so, I started using sauce and yeah, it definitely makes a big difference when you get shuffled left and right. So, uh, just looking at the there's a there's a table in the Zwift Insider article. Yeah. Um, and I'll just give for position four. So they they do this by testing a TTT. Yep. Um, and the. The group, like the the amount of churn, there is now some churn reintroduced, but it's like six seconds got they they brought back of the like thirty seconds that uh, four point one introduced, mm -hmm. or, or you know slowed the packs down by. Um, but position four in uh, pack dynamics three, you gained thirty percent. 37 4.1 34 and now 4.1.1 is back up to 40 so it's the most you've ever been able to save by being efficient in the draft yeah um but it is also still slower packs um unless you're actually pushing on the front which that's kind of getting to the best of both worlds and hopefully like we'll see whether there there it becomes a sort of race dynamic where you can save enough power to attack um and and you get these kind of more dynamic interesting racing um so i mean you know very anecdotal but i I raced last weekend um, and I, I took off a bit after, after a climb and the guy, they dragged me back, but it took them a long time and they were rotating at the front of their group to do it. Yeah. Did it seem like you were making them work? Yeah, no, it, it really did seem like I was making them work and it felt like, um, like I was probably advantaged by when I finally sat up to let them catch me. Uh, I was just as I I wasn't at a huge disadvantage because I had made them work to catch me. 
So yeah, no, that was, uh, it, it did feel the breakaway didn't work, but they had to work. It, it did. They did work. And I could see, you know, watching that it was multiple people working to get me. So, so maybe finally some advantages of panache. I, it, it seemed to work. Uh, I just hope, I mean, I haven't done the new one. I can't quite tell. It sounds like because of the more churn that it'll be the, the thing that I found was just, it's so hard to get to the front. Yeah. You got to really work when you want to get to the front. So. And now uh, I think that was the thing that they were trying to address in this is that like, if you are working uh, and you are putting out more power than everyone around you, you should be moving up now. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'll be interested to see how it all shakes out. Yeah. So 4.1.1 showed up when? So I think that it was uh, enabled. It said it was enabled October 2nd. Okay. Yeah, I didn't reset her all this week, so I can't say. Uh, I did, and uh, I, I did actually finish the race with a panache uh over the like attacked the group that i was in on the otley the otley climb that final climb on the last lap and uh me nice. and one of the other uh another herd rider uh from one of the other teams stayed away from a group of i think seven of us seven other riders behind um because we were able to we still had a punch to get a few seconds i think you know, got five or six seconds just on that little climb and we're able to hold it because it's actually, there wasn't a huge, like that we were just doing sweet spot down the, um, and, and rotating between the two of us and we're able to keep them away by five, 10 seconds or so for the, for the remainder. Um, cool, cool. Well, uh, I guess that means it will be in effect for the rest of Herd Autumn Racing Experience, which brings yes. us to our round the horn. We'll go through the rest of the Herd Autumn Racing Experience. So you've already heard us talk about week one, which is the Bologna TT, but what else have we got on store for the Herd Autumn Racing Experience, Craig? Okay, so week two will be Watopia Figure 8, and there are points for both fastest time and first through on all four segments and then the finish as normal we will be worth one third roughly. and let let me guess you're you're doing the the points weighting exactly as zrl does uh no no we are not <laughs> it will be 50 points one point per place and for both fastest time and first through fastest time well in this case it doesn't matter because you go through each segment once but each segment is its own segment. We're not doing one for the whole race. Um, and yeah, that's that's it. So I guess that will be four segments or it's eight the, segments. Yeah. The hill and the sprint in both directions. Hill and the sprint sprint in both directions. Twice. Fastest time and first through for or just one, eight. just one lap. 
Yeah, just what just one lap. Okay. Like you go you go each way each way through each one, but you get there is a segment. Sorry, I I'm into how Zwift Power works now, which most people don't never experience. Um so it's it's four segments that you get two different types of points on. Yes. Each it, it, each each or segment each time, is yeah. each segment is scored twice. Yeah. Once for fastest time and once for your uh, your order going through the banner. Um, so that will be. So that is eight. So that is four hundred points, and then we will have two hundred points to finish. And yeah, that'll be fun. And it's just just so we know the order. It is the Zwift Hilly KOM reverse. Yes. The, the Watopia Sprint reverse. The K the Hilly KOM forward, forward and the sprint forward. Forward and then, uh, which then is pretty quickly followed by the finish. It well, so through the the S's to the finish. Yeah. Which is the I mean, that's the classic Swift racing finish. So that should be interesting. I mean that yeah. and that's really the that's what I like about this direction over the figure eight reverse is the race finish is much better this way. Yeah. It's interesting that this way yeah. there's, there's, this is the direction that I, I think this may be the original panache. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Did he try panache for like from the climb after the sprint. What's that? Did he try I think it is somewhere the in that the sprint? I mean, that yeah, is the so place to go, right? Well, no. So what it was, uh, Steve. So th this is, you're, you know, what Sean's taught, referring to is a CHSRL race. It was four laps of hilly in 2020. Uh, Steve Pritchard and Martin Green had got away on the last KOM. Um, there was a group of four or five of us. Um, Lisa Jones and I were both in it. I can't remember who else was in the group, but uh, we caught up right as we hit the sprint. But then Steve banner attacked at the sprint and uh, and took off again. And nobody quite noticed in the confusion of everybody of everybody going through the sprint and looking at their at the times <laughs> on the uh, on this uh, on the scoring. And then all of a sudden we realize Steve is however many seconds up the road. Uh, and then, you know, we all kind of start pushing a little bit, but not too much because we all want know that it's going to come down to a sprint in just a minute or two. And uh, anyway, it was right at the line we blew past Steve. It was, uh, <laughs> it was the classic uh, Peloton catching the breakaway heartbreak. stuff well you'll all what get a chance to replicate it this week or two weeks from now or a week from now yeah so that's Watopia figure eight uh week three is royal pump room eight which uh, i'm sure anybody who heard i was putting a, a four-week series together would have predicted this course um so this one is all roads both directions in yorkshire and it is so this is basically HSRL scoring. It's fastest time in all segments only. Um, basically, plus finish. 
plus the plus the finish, yes. Yeah. Um and yeah, one third of the finish. This one, I mean the it's gonna break up. So I, I figured that adding finish points was probably adding uh fastest or first through points was probably not going to improve the racing on this route. It's gonna um, be a long race. Uh twenty eight. Yeah. It's about thirty, I think, isn't it? Twenty seven point eight. Yeah. Four hundred and eighty meters of climbing with those four segments still. That's yeah. It is, yeah. And it, even the sec outside of the segments, it's never flat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you gotta go, yeah, up and down pop bank. Yep. Going down yep. pop bank is my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. Except for it ends in a climb at the yes. bottom. Well, except you you, you basically you fly you, up that climb. Yeah, you, you can even, you, you don't even you have do to pedal. Cruise up it pretty fast. Yeah. You don't even have to pedal. <laughs> but uh yeah, so this one you leave the pens, go downhill, go through the first sprint and then come back up through the finish line um out the forward direction then back up and get the forward sprint and then back out through the reverse kom up pot bank and then down that uh long three percent start that everybody complains about in yorkshire uh for a very high speed finish yeah if you are in a group, yeah. And, you know, stress the if, because this is probably not going to be a uh, a race that ends with everybody in a group. It it highly unlikely that it ends with everybody in a group. Um, I do find groups tend to come back together on this. Absolutely. Uh, but, well, yeah. And with the, it being fastest time, there will be like a bit of gamesmanship about like if you're all alone out in front you're gonna probably back off a bit because you know if there's five guys behind you there's no point being in front of them yeah well and that's yeah so i think after the first kom a lot of people will sit up um but then you go through the second sprint and that so then after the second kom there's no there's no benefit to waiting unless you're going to get caught anyway. Right. So, yep. It's a, yeah, I think it's a great race course though. So I wanted to throw it in there. And then the last one, which is also part of herd club championships, which we'll talk about another time, but uh, Neokio all nighter fastest time on all segments with no points at the finish. And this one is, Oh, what is it? It is a lot of four sprints plus the one KOM. And that that one really does, I think, you you hope that everyone realizes what the um everyone everyone gets the assignment, right? That yeah, it's it's fastest through that matters. And so let's all just like chill between and then hammer each other on the segments. In a yep. group. Well, and that's um, 
even rooftop KOM is so drafty, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You might as well be 100%. A, you, you'll want to be in a group for that too. I mean, yep. all of them, honestly. Yep. And yeah, it, that's it was... one. That's one that I probably uh, just remind people of what the scoring looks like in the pens. Just <laughs> maybe make yes. the like maybe make the race just a little bit easier for me. Yep. No, it's 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 likely to make your race better to have more people actually racing you as opposed to racing to the finish line. Yes. Yep. So anyway, cool. that that is the series four weeks. Um, and in terms of series scoring, is it is it 20, 50 points or like fifty points for first each race? Yeah, fifty points for first each race, um, and yeah, whichever of the seven times you race, the winner of that time is fifty points. I would love to rack and stack the TT times all together, but that would mean doing the scoring manually off of Zwift Power, and to be honest, I just don't want to. Yep. <laughs> uh, it would be impossible to do it as a series. You could do yeah. it across one race. Yes, I could. we could do it across one race. Uh, I was but, doing that for those uh, stampedes yeah. a while ago. Actually, I might be able to do it. I might be able to create a league for it for this week then close that league, then create, recreate hair. But, but you still want to get like... those 50 points in or hundred points or whatever. Well, you can add the, you can add the same, the same events to more than one league. Oh, I see. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Or we'll do it this way. <laughs> or we'll just do it this way. Yeah. Which is what no. we're going to do. It's a little bit too bad on the TT that like the fastest TT time. In like there could be like ten people or something. It's yeah. gonna get fifty points, but no, it it is too bad. I I wish we had a little more flexibility in scoring. Um, I I will harass James about it again, but I'm sure he's harassing other people at Swift already. But it'll at least give him corroboration. <laughs> yeah. To uh, to go back to other people with. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, I hope we see lots of people out doing herd autumn racing. I don't, I didn't look. How was attendance in the first couple? Okay. Um, I think kind of what we've seen lately, where B and C was pretty good, A and D was kind of small. Um, let's see. I actually race two in the new time slot just happened, so well, yeah, I C had really look. good attendance. Actually, so we had nine A's, eight B's, six C's, two D's, and an E. Um, okay. That's someone who has never raced before? I think so. So I actually didn't request E pen, so I'm not sure what that is. I'll have to go look. Um, and then, so the new, uh, the new later race two, uh, which is now at 5.50 Pacific time and 8.50 Eastern time in North America. Uh, so we had 3A's, 6B's, 12 C's. That's, that's nice. And 3D's. That, that's, that's not too bad for a, a new race slot that 
some people actually told me they couldn't see it in uh, Companion until this morning. So, Jeez, the fastest B in race one did a 1635. Nice seeing you in the Bs. Have fun in A. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> 1642 in race two. That guy's got to get an upgrade for that, yeah? <laughs> um, hard to say. Maybe. I, I I'm looking at over the... Over 20 minutes, so it's not... I mean, I know yeah. that's not how it all works now, but... Yeah, it's not how it works anymore, but the, the junior who did five... five, five yeah, 5.5, five, uh, five minutes is uh, something in uh, race two. It's quite impressive. I mean, he, he's, four, he's 40 kilograms. It's 220 watts. Yeah. It, it, 220 watts at 40 kilograms is quite impressive. No kidding. Well, good. I, I, I should get in this weekend for sure at some point. So I know Sean, you're taking a break. Yeah, recovery week. I'll get in there. Yeah, I I think I can make this work in my uh, training plan. So I'm uh, I think I'm gonna try and do it. It's funny because I think uh, Craig asked me before we started recording last week. Sans context, just Bologna or Tempest Fugit, and I said Bologna. <laughs> and I'm not racing <laughs> yeah. it. So Tempest is boring anyway. Tempest is also interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, 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 there's, there's an art to the flat TT as well, and yeah, we we is... don't do that, we don't do that very often yeah. in the weekend series either. So I, I think that's something we could add, or you know, we could, we could have as a week in HWR or something. Good. Well, I think on that note. We will say happy Thanksgiving to all our Canadian friends. Thank double, you double. to Craig Martin. Thank you to Sean Fogenberg. Enjoy your races this weekend, everybody. Moo and good night. Good night. Yeah. yeah.